Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. What are the topics that we want to go after here in this series? What's going to be um, good for our church to hear? And I think it was TJ that brought up mental health, and it was, when he said it, my heart just set on fire for it, because I know that it is such an important subject, and such an important subject that I feel like the church, the big, big C global church, has not done a good job of embracing and of talking about. Um, mental illness is something that affects us all, whether it's it's personally that something we're dealing with or something that um, someone we know is uh, dealing with. The church needs to be addressing this and the church needs to swallow the difficult pill and embrace that people are really struggling through depression, through anxiety, through suicidal thoughts, whatever it is. Um, and we need to become a safe place for people to say, I am not okay. And that is, that is our hope for this church. That is our vision for this church from our staff, from my husband and I. We want you to know that this is a place for you to not be okay. And it's okay to say that. Um, it's okay to say that I need help. And it's important because the church, the big C church in our church, needs to be having this conversation because one in four people are experiencing a mental health issue. That means people in your section right now are dealing with mental health. That means someone on your row is dealing with a mental health issue. So we as a church family, we need to be talking about it. Teens and young adults are battling depression and anxiety at an unprecedented rate. There it goes. I knew it was going to happen. Sorry. That's what I said. I don't want to. Um, I'll play with it the whole time. Uh, that means that mental illness and anxiety sits at every single family table in America. 46% of adults report experiencing loneliness. So we've got to push past the uncomfortable and speak openly. And today I want to tackle this issue from two different perspectives. One is those of us who walk through mental illness or mental health issues ourselves, and those of us who know someone who's walking through it. Because of that statistic, the one in four, that puts us in a category to either be dealing with it ourselves or to know someone who is. And first, I want to talk from the perspective of someone walking through mental illness. You yourself are having a mental health issue or mental health illness. And I can relate because I struggled as a, a teen and a young adult with anxiety and mood disorder. I struggled through thoughts of suicide. I dealt with cutting and depression. And I went through those things before I had a relationship with Jesus. And I even experienced some of those today, even as I walk through a relationship with Jesus. But I'm standing here today to let you know that mental illness is real, and it is not bigger than Jesus. Yeah, because what you are going through is a very real thing, but it is not bigger than Jesus, and you are not crazy. 
You may do crazy things because of what's going on with you, but that does not mean that you are crazy. I think we have this stigma around people with mental illness, like they're just making it up or they just want attention or they don't really know what's going on with themselves or they can't handle it. But you, if you were walking through a season of mental illness, I need you to know that you are not crazy. And speaking from as a wife, as a mother, and as a pastor's perspective, the pressure to be okay is heavy. And especially in the church, we come in here and we hug all of our friends, the greeters we see every week. We, we say, hey, how's it going? And everyone's stock response is, I'm doing good. I'm busy. We're busy. You know, everybody's busy. Um, but we're good. We're good. And we but on the inside, you know, Kayla leads us in worship, and there's people with their hands raised, and there's people engaging, and there's people taking notes during the sermon, and there's people amening. But on the inside, we feel completely empty, and we feel completely lost and completely hopeless. You know, um, and like I said, it's this pressure, this heavy pressure to be okay, especially in church world, especially in church culture. But I want to tell you that today that Jesus is here to heal us. It is a process that takes time. And I want our language as a church to say, I'm not okay, but Jesus is. Because Jesus has overcome it. He overcame death and the grave, and he knows what it's like to be at the end. See, the great thing about Jesus is he was fully man and fully God. And it says that he was tempted and walked through the same things that we walk through. So it means that Jesus had a similar situation. I want to show you that. It's in the book of Matthew, verse uh, chapter 26, verse 36. Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane, and he is, this is about at the end of his life. He's about to go to the cross. This is right before he's arrested, and he is walking through this, and he's walking with his disciples, and this is what he has to say. He says, then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is, not, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away a second time and prayed. My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And so Jesus is struggling here. He is wrestling with God. He is saying, God, I do not want to do this. He is wishing away the burden that will ultimately end his life here on earth. And I believe it's okay to wrestle with God. I believe that Jesus wrestled with God. I believe that's okay for us. And here Jesus is begging God to take away the pain. And sometimes we are handed a cup that is so overwhelming and we find ourselves on our knees. Sometimes 
Our cup is full. It is full of financial stress and it is full of marriage issues and it is full of family drama and our cup is full of aging parents. Whatever it is, our cup overflows and we're so busy and we're so exhausted that we find ourselves on our knees. But you need to know that mental health and mental illness is not a byproduct of not being spiritual enough or spending enough time with God. And mental health is not a one-size-fits-all approach. I think a lot of the church, the Christian culture has, you know, addressed people. They say, oh, well, if you pray a little bit more or if you serve a little bit more or if you read your Bible more, then you'll get over that and you you don't need medication. You don't need to see a therapist. You'll be okay. If you pray more, if you're more spiritual, if you're more holy, then you'll be okay. And I don't believe that that's always true. I think that's true for some people, but I don't believe that that's the answer to everything. And if you're walking through a season of mental illness or mental health issues, you need to know it's not because you're unworthy and it's not because you're not spiritual enough. It's because it's a real thing that's happening to you. And we need to continue to repeat the phrase, I am not okay, but Jesus is And Jesus is okay because he has overcome it all and he has triumphed. And we need to give power to those words. I believe as someone who's walked through mental health issues and mental illness, I know that there are a lot of words that I say. There's a lot of things that I say that I'm not okay. I can't handle this. This sucks. Um, A lot of things that I walk through and that I say um, that give a lot of power in the situation. I can't handle this. I'm not good enough for God. We, We start saying all these things through our mental illness, through our anxiety, through our depression, whatever it is. We start using these words. We say them with our mouths and we have power, but our words do have power. And I believe today if we could just start giving power to the words, I'm not okay, but Jesus is, I think it will change us. I think it will change our heart. We can say, we can accept that you're not okay, but always Jesus is okay. So how do we help ourselves through this? If you're walking through a season of depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, whatever it is, I have four things that I think will help you through it. The first one is tell someone. This is so important. You need to have one or two safe people in your life that you can be completely honest with. I know for me, I have two people. They're on a text message thread. They know they don't come to this church. They don't, they're not involved in my everyday, but they are safe people that I can tell them I'm not doing okay today. Would you please pray for me? Would you talk to me? Would you listen to me? And they would drop anything to be there for me. So I want to encourage you if you are walking through a season to tell someone that you're struggling. If you're having suicidal thoughts, I want you to tell someone, you have to tell someone. Because I wanna tell you that the enemy will come to get you. The enemy will come and he wants to isolate you. He wants you to believe that you are alone and that no one would ever understand or that you would be a burden to someone. And he will speak those lies and I know that because I've heard them myself. The second thing is take one day off a week. And this is so important in our modern world because we are busy and we glorify being busy and our calendars are full. And I believe that this is so important to God that we rest that it's a commandment and that also he, he exemplified this. 
God created the world in seven days, in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. And I don't believe it's because God was tired. I think that God could have kept going if he wanted to, but I think he displayed for us that we need rest, that rest is so important for our souls. So take one day off a week and do something that refills you. That looks different for everyone. Some people, it's parking yourself on the beach all day long. Some people, it's fishing. Some people, it's surfing. Some people, kayaking, paddle boarding. And for me, sometimes it's like thrifting all day long or shopping bargains at Target. Whatever fills your soul. Um, recently, it might be binge watching Disney Plus on my couch. Um, whoop, whoop, yep. Um, loving all those. So whatever it is, take one day off a week and refresh and recharge your soul. The third thing is to celebrate often. Celebrate the small things. I know that when we are in a season of we're struggling, we don't know what to do, we don't know where to go, we're just in our thoughts, in our mind, we forget to celebrate. We forget the good things. We just kind of focus on the negative, focus on the bad things. And so we've got to make it a purpose to celebrate often and celebrate the small things. And if you can't find something to celebrate, celebrate somebody else's life. You know, I was excited this week. Um, I got to watch a baby being born, Sonny and Ruby, their uh, baby girl, Magnolia, came into the world this this week. And I got to watch it. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and it was, it was amazing because it was not not my child, and I, you know, it wasn't me having the baby, it wasn't my family, but it was such an honor to celebrate something, even in walking through a stressful time of my life. I'm still able to celebrate, and sometimes we have to worship through it. We got to put on some worship music, and we just have to worship through it, and we have to celebrate in advance for what God is going to do. The fourth thing that we need to do if we're walking through a season, and this might be the most important, is to get professional help. Find a counselor. You know, we say that at Coastline, one of the things that almost, it's not what we say, it's what we do. We, we sponsor seven different ministries, both locally and internationally, and one of those is Open Doors Counseling Center. You may have seen Russell Holloway here on this stage before, and even if you haven't, there is a counseling center that provides affordable Christian professional counseling for those in need. And if you cannot afford it, it is their mission to make it affordable or to offer free care for those who can't afford it. So money is not an option when in, in this area. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's finding someone that will listen to you that has no opinion about your family, has no opinion about your life, doesn't care about anything. You it's, it's your safe person, and they're going to give you practical tools to overcome some of these things, and that's so important. One other thing is, you know, we all say that we need miracles. We do. I believe that God is a working God. He works miracles through every day. Some of us need a prayer miracle. Some of us need a healing miracle, but I think miracles come in different ways for different people. I think one of the miracles is um, finding a counselor, finding a friend. I think God provides miracles through medication in times where we need it through doctors. I think God provides miracles through counselors. So I understand that not everyone goes through mental health issues. Maybe you're not one of these people. You don't identify with ever feeling anxious or depressed or having suicidal thoughts. So how do you 
help those others around you because the statistic says that one in four are suffering with mental illness. So if you're not suffering, the chances are someone around you or someone you know, someone you love is suffering. So how can we help those people? The first is to take it seriously. Every time someone mentions taking their own life, it is practice for when they actually will perform the act. We learned that from Russell Holloway. He said anytime someone mentions about harming themselves or taking their own life, you have to take it seriously because they're just practicing for the moment in which they do. It's also important to take it seriously because I think a lot of times in our culture, if we're not dealing with a mental illness ourselves, we can say, well, yeah, they just want attention. Or, you know, it's not that bad. I've been there. My life is way worse than yours, and I'm doing just fine. And I understand that. That is important. That's why we have to take it seriously, because if someone is reaching out to you, it's important. And also, if someone is mentioning that they're ready to take harm to themselves or someone else, there's a suicide hotline number that you can Google and call. And it's not just for in moments in crisis. It's a resource to help people walk other people through it. The second thing is to treat it as a team. You need to go to every doctor's appointment with that person. If you're walking with a spouse or a family member, you need to show up. Show up to every appointment that they have. Because they may be present in the moment, but they may not be listening. Their mind may be somewhere else. Their mind not, might not be present in the moment. The third thing is read the books. And this is hard because I think I know and I've heard stories of people who really walked with a spouse through severe mental illness. She said, and her husband ultimately took his life, she said that he, she didn't want to read the books. She was tired of talking about it. She was tired of it being a subject in her life. She was tired of giving life to it. So she just said, I'll just read books on parenting or something else or motherhood or whatever it was. But she suggested that you be educated on what that other person is going through. That way you can be ready to um, help them expect what's coming next. And the fourth thing, and I think this is the most important thing, is to keep showing up. Ask that person, how can I serve you? Be intentional and be consistent. Ask them how you can be supporting them. And this is so important, and don't just do it one time, and then five weeks later go, oh, yeah, how, how are you, by the way? Um, I said I would text you every day, and I forgot. Everybody's different. Ask that person, how can you serve them? Some people need a text every day with maybe an encouraging scripture. Some people cannot tackle the laundry by themselves. Maybe that seems kind of silly, but maybe there's something going on in their heart and in their mind where they physically cannot take care of their house. And maybe you just go and help them. Another way you can serve them is by showing up and being present with them. When you're there in the moment, look them in the eyes. Don't be on your phone. Be engaged with them and ask them how you can serve them through them, how you can support them. In whichever way you find yourself identifying with today, we need to know and remember, like I said, that Jesus is okay. We can be at the bottom but still confess with our mouth that Jesus is okay and that he is our healer. And you need to take your pain to Jesus because he can work through it and he can handle it. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. I've never walked in your shoes. I've never lived your life. 
but I do know what Jesus went through, and he can handle your pain. It says in Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I know what it's like to be crushed in spirit. My spirit has been broken and I felt hopeless and helpless. And I know what that's like. But the most important part of the scripture said that the Lord is close. That Jesus is walking alongside you. The enemy, the scripture tells us, as we know in our own lives, he comes to steal kill and destroy everything about us. He wants to isolate us. He wants us to think we're crazy. He wants us to think we're alone. He wants us to think that we have no way out and no help. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is by you, that we are not okay, but Jesus is okay. And if you're not okay, it's okay. And this is a safe place to not be okay. And we as a staff, we want you to know, and as a church family, we are here for you. We would love to help you. We would love to walk alongside you in your struggle. And we would love to be there for you. And if you're not dealing with mental illness or mental health, there are people around you that, you, that could be suffering silently and you have no idea. So ask someone if you have a feeling That's what Jesus has called us to do. He's called us to go and to make disciples and to love people as we love ourselves. And it's hard. If you don't understand mental illness, it is hard to show up every day for someone. But make it a point because you don't want to be on the other side of regret of not showing up for that person. It's so important. Today, church, I want you to know that It's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. And we want you to have help. We want you to find freedom in the healing of Jesus, that he can handle your doubt. He can handle your pain. He can handle everything. And it's true what the song says that we're gonna sing in a minute, that he is bigger than we could think. He is bigger than we could think. And God heals us through seasons of life, He's healed me through seasons and I've gone through seasons again of healing and struggle and peaks and valleys and that's okay because at the end of the day, I know that Jesus is okay. Jesus overcame it and we are okay and everything is going to be okay. Church, if you're struggling, tell someone and tell them, find that person and tell them that you're not okay. And if you're that person that you're walking alongside someone with mental illness, show up for them. Show up for them. And it's hard. It's really hard to be there for someone every day who's walking through it. I know, because it doesn't make sense. You're like, it'll be all right. You're all right. The sun's shining. We're okay. But for them, it's it's not that easy. Show up for them and love them and teach them that you are like Jesus, that you are trying to be like Jesus mental illness and mental health is something that we don't plan on talking about one time and never talking about again in this church. So from our perspective, from a staff, from a family, we want you to know that we're here for you. The Open Doors Counseling Center is here for you and it is affordable and it is free. If you can't afford anything, it is free. And these things will help. I've walked through it. I've been on both sides of the coin been there for both people, myself, and I've been there for other people. 
And the one thing that is true is that God is bigger than we could think. God will heal. God is there. You are not alone. So let me pray for us. Father God, those of us in this room this morning that are struggling, God, we're struggling to find hope. We're struggling to find your peace. God, we're struggling to see you. God, I just pray, God. God, I pray for those of us in this room. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be upon our hearts this morning, God. God, I pray that you would walk with us. I know you have not left us. You have not forsaken us, God, that you are alongside us. You are crying with us. You know our thoughts. You know our tears, God. So I just want to ask you, remind our friends and our family that you are okay. And God, I just pray for those of us that are helping friends and family members through this, God. May we not grow weary. May we not grow tired. May we show up for our friends. May we serve our friends well. God, show us the ways to do that. We thank you for your son, for that he's overcome the grave, that he has overcome death, and that he is okay. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.